Hello everyone and welcome to episode three of my time management series. Today I'll be focusing on procrastination and how it ties to judgment of our goals, the misconceptions of the comfort, and how to procrastinate backwards. So I'm going to start by saying that I think so many of us associate having a dream or having ambition as being a selfish quality. So basically, if you're not out there doing something that is tangible to serving the world, then your dreams are coming from a selfish place and you will be considered a selfish person. But here's the thing. If you are evolving yourself to accomplish a goal that feels impossible to you, you are serving the world. The world needs us to evolve and it needs this without the burnout. We all need to do our part to make this world a better place and that involves leveling up, growing, and evolving. Procrastination sneaks in because we're afraid of the unknown and fearing judgment of being seen as selfish. So we then allow ourselves to feel lazy and overwhelmed or indulge in some emotion that prevents us from creating something and then the world slowly stops evolving. If you hear yourself saying that you just don't feel like it, I want you to know that that's completely normal. Not feeling like leveling up is natural and absolutely nothing has gone wrong. However, it is not a legitimate reason to not go after something. Whenever you're moving into a new stage of your life, you will not always feel like it all of the time. People have this idea in their head that if they feel motivated and like sunshine and rainbows, that they're on the right track. They have a misconception of what growth is and how it actually feels. And I'm going to burst that bubble right now because evolving and growth is uncomfortable Discomfort is the starting point to achieving your goals. So when you start to feel lazy or uncomfortable, that's when you know you must keep moving forward. It's like working out. If you stopped every time you broke a sweat or felt the uncomfortable feeling of being hot, you would never build your endurance and strength. This is why part of what I teach in my coaching program is having time scheduled out for those uncomfortable evolution moments. It's a non-negotiable. So you need time to process what you're telling yourself during those moments of uncertainty in order to take the next step forward in growth. So I talk a lot about our lower brain, which houses our survival mode, which consists of seeking pleasure and avoiding pain while exerting the least amount of energy possible. Keeping in mind that part of our brain is how we survive if we are living in a cave and we wanted to stay alive. But that part of the lower brain does not serve us anymore in about 95% of our lives. (laughs) So we don't need to seek pleasure because it's always a click away or a drive down the street. It's so easy now that this survival mode thinking actually prevents us from evolving. So hear me when I say this. You must reverse the triad from seeking pleasure, avoiding pain while exerting the least amount of energy We must pursue discomfort and use energy in order to move forward to find pleasure, which is why our brain starts to tell us we are uncomfortable and we just don't feel like it, which then leads us to procrastination. Going back to caveman days, if they set one trap and didn't catch their food, they didn't eat. It was that simple. They felt the emotional and physical pain of it immediately. So what would their brains do? Evolve. They set more traps. They created weapons. They increased their chances of having food and sought out the pleasure that is food. So where am I going with all this? 
In that moment, I'm sure Caveman Joe is not feeling like sunshine and rainbows. He's not walking around with no cares in the world. There is fear there, anxiety, frustration. But he pushes through those uncomfortable feelings for that end goal because he had no other choice. He didn't have time to procrastinate or worry about failing because he needed to survive. We must be willing to open ourselves up to feeling the emotions that are associated with failure since it's not being forced on us anymore. Your best work will not always feel like unicorns and butterflies, and I really do think that's the worst part about it. Sometimes we get this rush of inspiration and we work from that and we feel amazing afterwards at what we created, and we think we need to feel that way all the time to be successful. So we judge ourselves when we lose that feeling because we don't know what created it to begin with. This is why the model I referenced in episode one is so crucial because the more emotional management and emotional responsibility you have, the less you will procrastinate. So when you realize that you are the one that it's actually creating that emotion, the less you will use your emotions as an excuse to not go after your goals. I hear a lot of people talk about how they're perfectionists. And what I want to share is, if this is your mentality that you're a perfectionist and that's why you procrastinate, you're telling me that what that you're delaying your work because you were scared. You are scared of making a mistake, of failing, of rejection. You're scared of being judged. So it's pretty simple. If you don't complete it, you can never be judged. It's kind of like this podcast. My first one took me five days to complete. Five days. <laughs> it was 13 minutes long. But here's what I was thinking. It has to be perfect to engage people. I can't fumble through my words. I need to be clear. It needs to be short. It needs to be all these attributes. And I filled my head with all of this drama. This also happens a lot with my students before sales calls. You fill your head with all these things you have to say to be seen as a good rep or to be seen as smart. And you create these lists and you end up putting off the call because you don't feel like it's perfect enough or you are prepared enough. And if you're not successful, you'll feel shame or rejection or failure. And so you just keep putting it off. You overthink yourself into believing that there's a right way to do things and a right way to show up. But here's the thing. Showing up is better than nothing. It's like school. When you turn in a paper and you get a B minus instead of an A, that B minus is better than not turning in anything and getting an F, right? And that B minus shows you actually where you need to improve. So this is where the school system can kind of be a detriment to us in adulthood because striving for the A is fabulous. But those who don't do well in school who get B minus and C work are typically those who have less of an issue with failure and go on to pursue massive dreams and goals. And why is that? Because they learned through years and years of school to never give up even without the A. So here's the solution to procrastination. Procrastinate backwards. (laughs) So hang with me here while I explain this because I'm actually going to be speaking to two separate types of sales reps. The procrastinate backwards mentality is simple. You focus on getting the first 80% of your work done as fast as possible. So for those of us who have this drama around getting out there without an appointment, making calls, and getting sucked into the email vortex of working on urgent emails, here's what I'm offering you. Add pressure to yourself Monday and get out in the field without checking your computer. (laughs) 
I'm going to pause for a fact because I bet a lot of people are about ready to say I could never do that and they're going to tune me out. So the faster you get out into the field and just start making calls, the less option you have for distraction, delay, questioning yourself, and time-wasting activities that we love to slap a sticker on and call it strategizing. It also eliminates the option of perfectionism because you can't work as fast as possible and focus on being perfect. A lot of people will think this is stressful, but when you work faster, it doesn't leave room for stress. It requires steady focus with limited distractions. This is why most people think that they do better with a deadline because they don't have time actually for distractions. So I'm suggesting you learn the skill of doing that ahead of time. It's a game changer, I promise you. Most sales reps have in their head that Mondays and Fridays are automatic admin days. They have told themselves this so much that they believe it to be a fact and not a thought. This is my legacy three Emmers. The other sales reps believe that you have to be available to your customers 24-7 and help rush their orders through by hand-holding them and focusing on urgent orders before you can do anything else. This is my legacy KCI, folks. <laughs> However, if you place in your head that this is a non-negotiable and you have to check your email before you go out into the field, or you have to stay home to complete something on Mondays and Fridays, and you never stray from that, then your outcomes will always be the same. When you use slight shifts in your thinking and procrastinate backwards by getting calls in on Monday morning first, this will increase your momentum, your capability, and your confidence in sales. It will also eliminate the thinking that the one order, the one sale, the one account is your make it or break it for your number. You have so many opportunities available that you won't have time to create drama around those orders or around the admin work. And guess what? It teaches your customers and your customer service representatives how to be self-sufficient, which may be painful at times, but will increase productivity in sales. I'm letting you know right now, you will still have the same amount of work and time in your day and in your week, but the results will be very different when you shift to procrastinating backwards on sales calls. The first step, though, to procrastinating backwards is starting with messy action. I'll have a podcast on this later on, on a later date, but I am offering you to start now. Make a change to your calendar. Analyze what uh, worked that week, what didn't work that week, and what you want to do differently, and continue to move forward. There is a difference between wanting something and being 100% committed to it. Wanting requires passive action. It's a longing. But being 100% committed to something takes being uncomfortable and taking the steps, no matter how uncertain you are. So I encourage you all this week to be 100% committed to your goal. Don't just want it, but commit to it. Get out there on Monday. Change your calendar. I hope this was helpful, and I'll talk to you all soon. Bye.